0: Praise the Lord. This is Dr. Ruth. Let us continue with the teaching. We move on to uh, verse 19 here. Verses 19 all the way to uh, verse 24. You can find similar information in Luke 11, 34 through uh, 36. The Lord would teach about treasures in heaven. The Lord Jesus said in verse 19, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Where moths and uh, vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Boy, isn't this so obvious? Treasures here has to do with material things, material wealth. Whatever you treasure, whatever your treasures are. Do not give them that much attention to the point where they dominate you. Verse 20. Bestow up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths... And vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Isn't that true? The focus here is really to think eternally, to think about the seeds you're planting in people's lives as having eternal reward, investing in your spiritual life, focusing eternally versus. Being focused about buying big homes and drawing expensive, driving expensive cars. and Because the Lord is going to tell us why. And it's in verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So true. He is training us so we can be heavenly minded. Eternally focused. So we can invest our treasures, i.e. our time, our money into the kingdom of God, knowing that the reward is, is permanent. The reward is, is not going to be stolen away by thieves. Really, that's really what it is. Where are your treasures? Are you investing more in the world? Are you using your money more in expensive cars, expensive clothing? Expensive, lavish vacations. Or are you giving your money, your time, your service towards the kingdom of God? Mm -hmm. Because wherever your treasure is, your heart will follow. It is a natural consequence. If you are investing in big homes and lavish cars, that's where your heart is. Your heart will be distracted away from the things of God. But if your treasure... Is towards the things of God if you're investing in God's kingdom. That's where your heart is. It means that you are God focused, you're thinking about eternal things, and you would be of good use and service to yourself and to God. So that is really what the Lord is, is saying. Today we have people who would come to a meeting. They come to a meeting like mine or go to church. These are people who actually have money, they are wealthy. But you know what? They are like spectators. Their heart is not in the things of God. So these people can afford to give a couple hundred dollars. But guess what? They will give 10 bucks. But then they will turn around one hour after the service or one hour after church and go to Starbucks or go to the mall and spend $200 on a pair of shoes or 15 bucks on a cup of coffee or a bottle, a bottle of liquor. That is bad because that is where your treasure is, not in the things of God. Because if your heart is in the things of God, your money will follow your heart. That's just the bottom line. Okay, moving on here, verse 22. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. The Lord is talking about spiritual discernment. Okay. But if your eyes are unhealthy, i.e. if you are unable to discern spiritually, your whole body will be full of darkness. Oh, how true. If you are able to discern spiritually around you, you have light around you. But if you are dull, if you are not able to have spiritual eyes, (laughs) you will be full of darkness. This This is obvious. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Hello, you can answer. No one can serve, this is verse 24, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Hallelujah. So true. In context here, the Lord Jesus just talked about. Uh, where your your heart is, that's where your treasure is, or where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Either way, you say it is the same meaning. And now he is telling us towards the end there that you cannot serve two masters. If your heart is all about material things, how can you serve God? You see, the thing about these material things, your treasures, if you start to really put all your heart into it, it becomes an idol. It will dominate you, all of your thoughts, your thinking, and your planning will all focus about your treasures, your homes, your money, the next vacation. It will distract you, and those things will not bring through joy. Those things will not, they cannot, they will never satisfy. You cannot serve, worship, idolize treasures, money, things... And God at the same time. You have to decide which way your heart is going to go. You decide not God. That's really what it is. There are people who say, oh no, I can do both. Impossible. Jesus is telling us right here. You have to make your heart sensitive to the things of God. Okay. And not allow your heart to start to idolize things that thieves can steal. Things that have no eternal value. Okay, now moving on here to the last section in this chapter, the Lord is going to teach us about worry. And um, this is going to cover verses 25 all the way to the end here, verse 34. And you can find similar information in Luke 12, 22 through 31. Okay, let's take a closer look at these verses Verse 25, the Lord Jesus is saying, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. So true. Why are we so worried about material things When God is a faithful God that has proven himself to care for us. Let let me proceed here. Verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or, or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. What a comparison. Just step outside and just look at the birds. They fly freely. They just live life freely. The Lord is like, look at the birds. They don't worry. About material things. Where are you? Why are you worried? Are you not much more valuable than they? Surely. If God can care for birds. What about you? He died on that cross for you. Why are you worrying? Verse 27. Can any one of you be worrying. at a single hour. To your life. Let me repeat that. that. You need to hear this. Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? What this is teaching us. The Lord is saying worrying is illogical. You cannot change a thing. Why are you worrying? Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here and today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Whoa, you of little faith. Right away we see how the Lord is saying, if God can care. (laughs) For the grass of the field. What about you? And the Lord is linking worrying with not trusting God. He is linking worrying with expression of little faith. So true. Because worrying signals that we want to take control of the situation. And as human beings, we are are unable to control everything. So we start to worry. Mm -hmm. And you know, What that is, that is not trusting God. That is not knowing God. That is not knowing that God is faithful to care for you. That's what Jesus is teaching. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. I'm glad you are with me today, friends. As you are listening to me and as you have been blessed, I want to ask you to bless us back with a financial donation so we can produce more of these Bible teachings to reach many, many more people because that is God's deepest desire so we can reach as many people as possible with this uh, message so their lives can be transformed so they can live as overcomers in Christ. Would you like to be a part of that by helping us with a financial donation? The Word of God teaches that whatever you give into his work God will be certain to bless you back. Let me give you a scripture to stand on as you give into this ministry and you can be certain that God will bless you back. That scripture is Luke six thirty-eight. It teaches give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaking together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So as you give into God's work, God will be certain he blesses you back abundantly exceedingly. And you would be partaking into God's work to advance the good news of Jesus Christ. So friend, would you open your heart to bless us back with a financial donation so we can join hands and together uh, advance God's work? Whatever you give into this ministry, we we'll go right back into this Bible teaching podcast so we can pay for studio time and produce more shows so we can reach many, many more people. So here is how you can give. Our safe and secure website is drruthtanyi.org slash donate. Again, drruthtanyi.org slash donate. It is safe and secure. You can donate from anywhere in the world. All you need is internet access to make a donation as you are led by the Lord. Or if you live here in the USA, you can donate through Zelle and the telephone number is Nine zero nine five zero one nine zero three one. That number is nine zero nine five zero one nine zero three one. We also receive donations through Cash App. The name there is the dollar sign Dr. Ruth Tanyi. Again, for Cash App, the dollar sign Dr. Ruth Tanyi. Friends. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for your kind love donations into this ministry. And we pray in the name of Jesus that God, in his faithfulness, will bless you back abundantly, exceedingly. We thank you in advance. So enjoy today's teachings and be blessed. Jesus, who was and is God, knew that it is a human tendency to worry excessively. And today we know that worrying, which is called anxiety, is a root cause of many diseases, headaches, backache, heartburn. And it it makes many existing diseases such as high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol worse. So worrying is not the lot for the believer, the child of God, because God knows what we need before we pray, if we can only pray and trust him. So when we are worrying, we are saying that we don't trust the promises of God. And God has revealed himself as faithful. Why wouldn't you trust God? Has he ever failed you? A lot of times when people claim that God has failed them, they have misunderstood his word and applied his word incorrectly. You see, wrong application leads to wrong results. God is no respecter of persons. When we apply his word correctly into our lives, we will get the same results. That's just it. He blesses obedience. Okay? So in verse 31, so do not worry saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans, the pagans here is referring to the unbelievers, run after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. Oh boy, so true. We should not be worrying about where our next meal would come from. We can be concerned, but we should not be worried because God God has it taken care of. Mm. But seek first his kingdom and all his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. This is my, people often ask me, To tell them my favorite scriptures. This is number one right here. And this is how I signed pretty much all of my books. Matthew 6.33. Because this is a reality in my life. Especially when I was fighting cancer. When I was in the darkest place in my life. You know what I did? For some of you have read my book. (laughs) If you haven't, I recommend you get my book. It's simply titled, Healed by the Stripes of Jesus. You can get it from our website and that's my my testimony. When I was fighting cancer and many other diseases, just going through financial hardship, a lot of horrible, horrible darkness. All I did was sought Jesus. I just buried my head in the word of God. I believed that if I sought after Jesus wholeheartedly, everything will be taken care of. And it did today over 11 years, cancer-free, disease-free, let me tell you, when you are truthfully seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, everything else in your life will be aligned. And here's how I typically say it. When we, we invest in the roots, Jesus Christ, our relationship with Jesus Christ, by abiding in His Word, we will expect godly fruits. Because they are Christians who are expecting the fruit, love, peace, health, abundance, blessed relationship. But they are not invested in the root, Jesus Christ. They want the fruit, but they don't want the root. Impossible. Impossible. The only way you can produce godly fruits, and the Lord Jesus will teach us this in the next chapter, but I'm speaking ahead of time here. The only way you can have fruit in your life is by investing in a relationship with God through Christ. Fruit, in the life of a believer, fruit meaning results, peace, joy, prosperity in relationships, all these behaviors that the Lord is teaching us here in the Beatitudes, the only way to manifest that is by walking, applying, practicing the teachings of Jesus Christ. And the fruit results become a byproduct of, it will manifest effortlessly. But today, Christians are trying to produce results, but they are not attached or they are not abiding to the vine, Jesus Christ. Impossible. We should not be seeking results. We should be seeking the root, Jesus Christ. So when we truthfully seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, righteousness means God's Holy, righteous laws. We listen to them. We meditate on them. We practice them. Everything else will fall in place. Peace will be our portion. Anxiety, God of God. Clothing, provisions will be our portion. God will bless. God will provide. This is a promise and it is true. I am a living testimony. So please, seek the roots, Jesus Christ, first. And his kingdom, practice his righteous Word and everything else will fall in place. So you don't need to worry. And for those of you who need more teaching on the topic of anxiety, I have a two-hour audio CD teaching titled, Be Anxious No More. So I recommend you visit our website, drruthtanyi.org, and there you can obtain a copy of that CD teaching. It will really bless you. Before I teach on that last verse there, let's talk about six things that worry leads or manifests. I've talked about the fact that it leads to diseases. Number two, it shows that we don't trust God. It shows that we don't know God personally. You can know of God, but you don't know him intimately. There's a difference. Many people go to church. Many people read their Bibles, but they don't know God. You can tell by their lifestyle. They're chronically worrying. I am not saying this to condemn you. There is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. I am saying this so you can recognize if you have a tendency to worry chronically, that this this is an area where you can grow and, and trust God more as a faithful father. Because he is. Number three, Worrying will drain you out of energy. But it was, it was, it will, will suck the energy out of you. You're gonna be tired and fatigued. Just worrying is such a mental, mental hassle. Number four, worrying negatively affects how you view life, how you treat others, because when you're chronically worrying, it affects your thinking processes. Your judgment is blurred, and you make incorrect decisions. And number five, worrying is useless. We talked about that already. It is illogical. It will accomplish nothing except send you to an early grave, make you sick. You're going to develop an ulcer. Number six, worrying definitely will take your eyes off of God and focus on you. You will become the God of your life because you want control. But if you are a child of God, control belongs to the Lord and he loves you. He is faithful. You don't need to worry. He got you. He got you covered. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Angels are protecting you. He is watching after your back. There's nothing the enemy can do to you. God is for you, not against you. You don't need to worry and die prematurely. That is not God's will for you. Okay? I hope you receive that in Jesus' name. Now, going to the last verse here, in this chapter, verse 34. Therefore, this is so powerful. (laughs) I like the way the Lord is going to wrap this up. After he said all this about worry, therefore, it is there for a reason. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. (laughs) Hallelujah. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Isn't that so true? God's grace is sufficient for today. Yep. Boy, I had to learn this practically when I was fighting cancer. God's grace is sufficient for the moment. During my fights with cancer, I used to just trust God for the moment. For the immediate one minute or two minutes. And God always came through. Friend, let me tell you. If you can learn to trust God for the moment... His grace is sufficient for the moment. When tomorrow comes, tomorrow's grace will be there. When the next problem comes, God will be there. Don't worry about tomorrow's problems. Don't rob today of tomorrow's problems. Deal with today. Deal with now. But if you can only practice that, you will prevent 50% of diseases that are killing people prematurely today. In Jesus' name. I hope you received that. So we come to the major principles we have learned from chapter 6 here. Number one, give to God in humility. People don't need to know how much you're giving. Just give and trust God to reward you. Number two, we talked about prayer. Prayer is communication with God, and it has to be Christ-centered. We talked about the different priorities when we pray. We should praise God. Okay, we should ask him for our daily provisions and for protection. We talked about that. God wants us to approach him in prayer and ask. God knows what we need, but he wants us to humble ourselves to ask. Number three, when we give towards God's work, it shows that our heart is focused on God. So giving, in a way, trains us to be Christ-centered. Principle number four, anxiety is useless. When you are chronically worrying and you're not able to overcome that, it shows that you are not trusting God. And that is not God's will for you. God's will is that you should trust him because he is faithful. So what is the application here? The biggest application goes back to the intentions of your heart. The Lord has taught us in this chapter how God is after the intentions of our heart towards our giving, Towards fasting, towards our prayer. Our outward appearances are only significant to God if they match what is in our heart. In other words, if your heart is right, if you have the pure Holy Spirit-led motive to give or to pray, the physical manifestation of that, God will honor because your heart is right. Your heart first Then the outward manifestation. But if you are doing these religious things, fasting, praying, giving with an unpure heart, God does not accept that. So what does that mean to you? Evaluate your heart. Why do you do the things you do for the kingdom of God? Are you doing that to get the reward from people? or are you doing that to exalt God and and are you pointing people to Christ by your giving, your fasting, your prayer? We should really evaluate the motives behind our behaviors to make sure they are in alignment with God because God sees that anyway. Okay? And and the last major application here is that when we abide in Christ, meaning that when we practice his teachings, the teachings of Jesus Christ, and we trust him with everything, including our physical needs, clothing, food, anxieties, and the fears will leave us. We should not be anxious or fearful like the pagans. For God is our Father. Isaiah 26, 3 teaches that the Lord will keep us in perfect peace if our minds are steadfast upon him. So dealing with anxiety is a function of the mind. When we focus on Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is peace. We will experience that peace. And fear and anxiety has to leave us. But when we take our eyes off of Jesus Christ, the outcome is fear, anxiety, worrying about things that unbelievers worry about, such as clothing, food, But God, our provider, Knows that we need those things. He is faithful. We can trust him with everything. He will not let us go hungry. He will not let us go naked. He is a faithful God. If he can care for the grass and the birds, what about you? Created in his image that he died on the cross for you. He will never live or forsake you. He loves you. Trust him. He is faithful. He is dependable. I hope you receive that. In Jesus name. Amen. Father God I come to your throne. We thank you for your precious words. That are just powerful. Teaching us how to live. As your children. Holy Spirit. Thank you that you abide in us. And you are just doing a work in the hearts of every listener. Teaching them how to live by these principles. Holy Spirit. I trust that. You are going before them right now to open the right doors, to guide and lead them and to provide for them. And you are meeting each of them at their place of need and you're just comforting them. I know you are doing these things because you have promised us in your word that you care for us. And by faith, I believe this prayer is answered. And I have prayed in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody says, Amen.
1: We hope today's lesson has better equipped you about giving to the needy, overcoming the daily anxieties in this world, plus much more. Here at Dr. Ruth Tiny Ministries, we consider giving to the needy and others a mandate from the Lord, and we take it seriously. So would you prayerfully consider helping us as we help countless others who will benefit from Dr. Ruth's simplistic and practical teachings but cannot afford it? As Dr. Ruth's teachings are blessing you, can you be a blessing to others as well? You can help us with your financial support so that we can produce more Bible teaching programs and distribute them to others who cannot afford them. Or, for more of an impact, would you prayerfully consider becoming a monthly partner with Dr. Ruth Tanya Ministries? As a partner, your regular prayers and monthly automatic giving will help us to reach more people across the world with Dr. Ruth's practical Bible teachings so that others can be blessed just like yourself. Dr. Ruth Tiny Ministries is a federal government-approved 501C corporation, which means that all of your donations are 100% tax-deductible as allowed by the law. So please visit our secure website, drruthtiny.org. That's D-R-R-U-T-H. T-A-N-Y-I dot O-R-G, and look for the donation button and donate securely there. We thank you in advance for your financial support and prayers. I am Chris Oram. May God's joy and peace be your portion today and always. In Jesus' name. Amen.